Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, June 29th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And thanks for joining us, everybody. We're going over Game 4 here in the Eastern Conference Finals. Milwaukee looking to go up 3-1 after a surprising night last night, Coach, where the Clippers stayed alive with a convincing win on the road. I'll tell you what, man. we That caught us by surprise. We both were thinking, I think with most people, that this was the end of the road for the Clippers. But, man, did they rise up and play tough. I was uh, very impressed. Obviously, Paul George showed the superstar that he is. And then, you know, the role guys were fantastic. My my Morris captain pick looked great for the yes. majority of the night. So that was really cool. Um, but, you know, everything changed, like we said, Andrew, from when we did the podcast yesterday with Zubots being scratched. What a massive change that was on both it sides. It was a domino. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember a game recently where there was that much of a domino effect for a starter, but not a star missing the right. game because yep. that changed the starting lineup for the Clippers. All of a sudden, Morris went to center. Both teams used different defenses, and that changed everything. Um, yep. So, yeah, you had a great call on Morris on DraftKings. You were ahead uh, on the DraftKings big contest after three quarters, but yeah. you know, it didn't, didn't work out in the fourth quarter. But um, No. You know, that... I, was, I was screaming, stop the count, right. but uh, mm-hmm. it didn't work. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, Brett had come over, uh, you know, now that he's in Dallas, guy to get this uh, tweaked again on our OBS stuff. So I hope everybody's enjoying this, uh, you know, now that we have the scroll and everything. Definitely let us know on YouTube what you think of it, if quality of the, the sound and audio, everything should be better. But he was here when we watched that second half, and I gave him my phone, and there it was. First, uh, tied with a ton of people, but right. first out of 53,394, and I thought, Okay, but the fourth quarter went south, yeah. as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. baseball ended up better for us last night. You and Josh were awesome. We had some real nice returns on investment with baseball. So That was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a fun night. I mean, we haven't, you know, the last couple of nights hadn't been quite as hot as usual. But when you're winning in everything on all three sites, it's like, okay, this is, this is going to work. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we're going to try to do again tonight. So... Yes. Let's break down Game 4 here. Milwaukee uh, had that solid win in Game 3 in Atlanta. The big news, of course, Trey Young turned his ankle on the referee's yes. foot and came How out with How weird a, is that, yeah, man? That was, I, geez. It was unfortunate. Although, you know, before I saw the replay, I was worried that the ref had done something strange and he was right. going to feel bad. But really, Trey just backed into him. So the ref yeah. wasn't his fault, just a no. freak backup move by Trey but he went through shoot around this morning we're recording this at lunchtime yeah. uh, a said he looks good so good. I'm gonna um, project him as playing getting his normal minutes I mean he came back into the game after that and finished with yeah. 39 minutes so you're gonna uh, break down Atlanta when we get there but he obviously is the big uh, turning point in this game with with his injury and if he doesn't play or is limited that'll be have even more of a domino effect than uh, Zubats last night but I'll get us going on the Milwaukee side here. Okay. And um, man, let, they, before you jump in, Andrew, yep. let me throw you the lines. Okay. We've got this is betus.com.pa. And here's the thing I wanted to share both of these lines because I, you know, we got some responses that some people are playing the two game slate that they offer now with one game tonight. 
one game tomorrow. So that's why I'll let you know both sure. lines are up because that affects you know how you're going to build this half of the lineup. Uh, but for the showdown slate, you only need to worry about this line. And um, you want to take a stab since I always will make it like our golf pot. I'll give you a quiz. What do you what do you think the Bucks are favored by? I'm going to say uh, six and a half. Very close. Seven. Okay. So you were right there. It's 218 on the over under. And then tomorrow night's game. Uh, Suns and Clippers, Suns are favored by one on the road in L.A., and it's 214.5, so only a a 3.5-point difference uh, in the over-under, so that shouldn't have a huge effect, but that at least gives everybody a a level to start at, so, you know, they know what the numbers actually are, but, hey, the way things have gone in these playoffs, those lines don't mean a whole lot. (laughs) That's right. Um, so let's start with the, the big three on Milwaukee. I think on FanDuel, the question is, do you go all three of them and then go value or uh, two out of the three? That's the, the, the approach I'm taking. Uh, Giannis ended up being outscored by Middleton uh, yeah. the last game on FanDuel. So Middleton was the winning uh, MVP. But we know that Middleton went 6-for-12 on threes, 15-of-26 from the field, just got real hot in the fourth quarter uh, and, and ended up 38-and-11-and-seven. 42 minutes uh, showed his potential, man. Just He was unconscious He was on fire. He was in the zone. They kept feeding him You know exactly what you want if you're a Milwaukee fan. So assuming he doesn't go 6-for-12, I, I would lean towards Giannis as the high, highest-scoring guy tonight. Sure. Um, no big uh, announcement there, but uh, the, the, that's that's my uh, general approach here. You like that he went 41 minutes, six for 13 at the line. He seemed to pick it up a tiny bit, coach. He was right around 10 seconds instead of more like 12 or 13. Oh my uh, gosh, that that counting was getting on my last nerve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll see how Giannis rolls tonight. Drew Holiday is the X factor for me. Because he's that third stud. He's a little cheaper than Middleton. So you can get a much different build if you go with him. But uh, 2 for 11. uh, Got it done without the scoring in this last game. 12 assists. 4 stocks. Uh, So he's squarely in play for me. And it's just a matter of you know playing with it. And kind of... uh, I think the way you need to do it is... Build your lineup with Giannis and Middleton. Figure out your favorite three after that. Or if you go with Giannis and Drew Holiday, figure out, uh, you know, just mathematically do a projection of the group of three, uh, which which way you like it uh, better. So he's in play for me. Lopez, I'm down on, um, you know, 25 minutes, little little pricey. I, I like the other guys in this mid tier today. PJ Tucker, uh, more playable just because of the price. Uh, solid 34 minutes. Portis, first guy I want to mention off the bench, and yeah, you know he was he was great for us in that last game. Seventeen minutes, didn't it seem like he played more than that? Sixteen minutes and thirty-one seconds, and you talk about a guy taking advantage of every second on the court. You know, I just can you please explain to me why he doesn't play more? I cannot. I, I <laughs> would play him more than seventeen minutes. I mean, Lopez, you know, he gives you a different look with. 
you know, strong three-point shooting. You know, he can protect the rim well. But Portis is quicker. He's better defensively in this game where they need to defend all these skilled wings. Yeah. Uh, and when he's out there, he's either scoring. He's 7 for 12, 15 points, put up four rebounds. Or he's right in somebody's face ready to fight. So exactly. he's just, his energy is great. Uh, you know, maybe they need to take him out like they do just to keep him cool so he doesn't just go crazy and uh, get in a fight because he's right on the borderline, it seems, every game. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would play him a little bit more than that. I think he deserves it, and I think he matches up well defensively better than Lopez. So he's in he's in play for me. Connaughton was the other guy who got big minutes. He got 32 minutes. I know. And, you know, wasn't really involved offensively. He only took three shots, but we know he can – uh, bring in some different stats and and make him the key value play, and then Forbes is really the only other guy who got minutes. He got seven minutes. Um, you know, hasn't done too much. He's only out there to generally shoot threes, and, and not much else. But you know, I I am you know you mentioned the line at seven. I like Milwaukee again here, and I'd like to have the majority of my salary spent on the Bucks. Sticking with the Bucks, yeah. I mean, it's I'm leaning on the six person. Uh, you know, showdown four bucks two sons as well, but uh, a couple of things I, I I see a little differently, and I mentioned this uh, the podcast before last when we talked about this team. Yes, Giannis is a two-time MVP and he's one of the best players in the league, but without question, and this, these were my exact words, Middleton is the closer. They get the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter to win games, and guess what? He did. He won that game. For them, not Giannis at all down yep. that fourth quarter run. And you know why that is? Giannis can't shoot foul shots. And he has, they, they play way off of him. And he gets butthurt by that and fires up a stupid three. And I don't think they want him doing that down the stretch. So you'll see the ball in Middleton's hands because he's going to make the right decision and generally close the game out for them. And that, that moves him up my list. Uh, especially in the fact that he's so much cheaper than Giannis is. I mean, they're not neither one's cheap, but you know he's definitely a savings. So you know, I know everybody's going to say, well, you know, chasing the points. Middleton just had one of his better games of the season all, all the way around. I mean, you know, 38 points, 11 rebounds, and seven assists. Are you kidding? So I, I'm not even expecting that, but I still think he's a must. I really do. I think he is a must. And I think Giannis is a must. And I don't think Giannis has to be in the captain spot. But for me, I want those two guys from Milwaukee, end of conversation. Because there's a couple of reasons why I feel that strong. Let me let me ask you this question. You're not going to believe this one. Made field goals, not attempted. Who would you think had more made field goals? Bobby Portis or a combination of P.J. Tucker, Brooke Lopez, and Drew Holiday, three starters making $500 million. Yeah, well, normally, 19 times out of 20, it would be the group of three. But I'll have to say it was Portis in the last one. It was seven to seven when you put those three together. So the, the guy plays 16 minutes, 31 seconds. The three that I mentioned played 41-45, 24-47, and 33-42. Now... 
That is a crazy stat right there. So here's my thing. You know, Tucker, I get it. Big minutes, you got to have a cheap guy. He did get eight rebounds. So he can always be a last guy in. He, If he could just scratch together enough to stay alive for you. Brooke Lopez has just consistently proven that his minutes are, are shakier and he's just not as effective. This is not a good matchup for him. So I, it's hard to stick with him because he's not even rebounding the ball well. And I mean, you at least would think uh, he would do that. And uh, you expect him to, you know, get three, four blocks and then you're okay. But he's had zero this game. He had one. So he's down my list. And, you know, it comes time now through these playoffs that we sort of have to say, listen, Drew Holiday is not playing very well. He has not shot the ball well. Here's another 18% shooting performance. And he's just not getting it done there. He's not making his threes. Uh, and you only way you survive with Holiday is if he has a really exponentially strong 12-assist game like he did here and mixes into in a bunch of stocks. But that's not his normal numbers. He's usually even a little more dependent on the scoring with those in, you know, in action. And his price is high. So I'm not going there. And, you know, we've talked about Bobby Portis since the very first playoff game. You know, we were just stunned that he didn't get in some of the games, only got in for three, four minutes. And, you know, even this last game, we start, were sort of worried that he wouldn't get much time because, you know, or how effective would he be because it was on the road. And, you know, he's an emotion guy and they're chanting Bobby in Milwaukee and he's, you know, he's just going to go nuts out there and, and, and do well. But he did it in Atlanta the same way. So he rises to the occasion and, you know, his price is still good. I, I don't know how Bud, you know, can look in the mirror as a coach and not give this kid 20 minutes a game. It's not that much. I mean, he's. He does, like you said, he's not like they have defensive efficiency when he's out there or uh, inefficiency with scoring the ball because he can shoot the three and penetrate or rebounding. I mean, I don't see what the problem is getting him more time out there. He's more effective than Connaughton off the bench. He's more effective, uh, you know, than Tucker by a mile, except defensively, obviously, Tucker's better, but... I mean, the bottom line is I've got a role with Portis here as well. I think it's just too good of a value. So it's easy for me, Andrew. I won't waste a lot of time here. I feel really good about Giannis, Middleton, and Portis. Now, you know, three, two builds on the sites that are five, I'm all set. The four, two builds, where I was looking to do with Milwaukee is where it gets tough. Do I put a cheaper guy in like Tucker or Connington? Those two guys have a chance to make my value work and make my salary work on the six-person uh, slate. So those are the two guys that have only only ones that have any chance for me on the Milwaukee side. So that's how I see it there. Do you do you want to comment on Milwaukee at all, or does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it does. I, I just want to clarify on DraftKings. I don't think you need to put Giannis as the captain uh i think middleton is a better choice there because he's that much cheaper right on FanDuel, i like Giannis uh to outscore middleton if oh you, yeah if you're gonna play them both yeah and yahoo because you're yeah. not penalized by salary right and then yeah you know, I, and go with, ahead with drew i mean 
you know, he he really did struggle shooting wise. But game one, he was awesome. If you remember that, yeah, he so, had. But but throughout the playoffs, his numbers are bad. Yeah, he he was not good against Brooklyn. Um, I think he'll bounce back. He'll shoot. He'll definitely shoot better than two for eleven. So uh, you know, I think he'll get get a bit of a bounce back spot. I I mean, I Middleton is their best score. Get you know, give him the ball, and like you said, I think they will go that route again if it's close in the fourth quarter. He'll be the closer. Um, he's just way more efficient and just terrific on three on threes. So uh, I'm with you there. But you know, Middleton, I, I do, I, I do. Sorry, Drew, I do think Drew Holiday will bounce back tonight and shoot better. I think he'll shoot a little better. But is he going to have four stocks and and twelve assists and all the other stuff? You know, right. that's the that's the concern. Yeah, is yeah, he makes three more shots, but he loses some of those other ancillary numbers, and he's expensive. Yep. You know, that's the thing. Right. But it's tough. I mean, I love Drew Holiday as a player. He's a great defender and everything. But just, you know, it, he's buried a lot of lineups throughout these playoffs yep. because, you know, I've even used him as captain before. And he just, you know, one of those three for 15 shooting nights and, and you know, you're dusted. So, all right. Um, before we switch over to the Atlanta Hawks, uh, real quickly, great time to get involved with us here at DFS Coach Talk. Just go to DFSCoachTalk.com. You can sign up for as little as a three-day pass for $10. We also have a two-month NBA uh, playoff uh, offer. And even though the playoffs will end, you still get the two full months. That's $111, so it's a great deal. A big reduction off our normal monthly uh, costs. And you get so all the sports sl- for that. Get all the Not sports. Not just even basketball. Though- Right. It's called the basketball, but it's in honor of the basketball side. But you get all our baseball, golf, everything we put out there. And if you sign up today, it's June 29th. You're in there till August 29th. So you get the full two months, all that baseball and everything and PGA and everything else going on. The last thing I'll mention is you see scrolling on the bottom. If you sign up, you want to bet on some games, you're looking for a good, reliable book. And I think they're the best in the business. I've been with them for 15 and a half years. And that's betus.com.pa. If you go there and use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space, and deposit 149, you get to use that whole 149 to bet on whatever game, sport, anything you want. And guess what? You get a free two-month membership with DFS Coach Talk. So uh, once you sign up there, just shoot us a tweet. We're at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter, and we will get you in there for your free two-month and then hopefully you take a bunch down uh, at BetUS. If you want to send a message directly to Andrew on Twitter, he's at uh, Language Olympic. And this time I remember my own Twitter. It's at Joe Sarvati, a tough one. Nailed it. J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. <laughs> and uh, last thing here, and then we'll jump right on the Hawks. Very important for us. This is our one ask per podcast we do in front of the paywall seven-day-a-week NBA podcast. If you're on YouTube, quick thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. We're very close to an important goal. We really, really appreciate that. And while you're at it, hit the little alarm alert button in the top corner. That will let you know when any of our podcasts post. And we're the place to go. Now, yes, basketball is slowing down a little bit. We're going to even have a few off days as we get into the finals. But... Stick with us. Uh, we're going to be going into MLB podcasts. We'll still have our weekly PGA podcast. And then Andrew and company will get into 
the NFL podcasts uh, right before the season. So we're your one-stop shop. Uh, last thing I'll say to you, the thing we're most excited about, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago we brought on John Wehausen. He is our director of analytics. We're putting together and beta testing now uh, some really cool stuff where we're going to create and be able to tweak our own projections, our own ownership, so that you'll be able to come to DFS Coach Talk and whether you're a, a one lineup builder that plays mainly cash and single entry like me, or you play multiple lineups or mass entries, uh, I know uh, certainly Andrew does some of that and some of our, our members, then you'll have all the access to everything that you need there. So we're very excited. This is a great time to jump on. And we really take care of our members as well. We have a weekly meeting where we just go through everything. In fact, today we had some questions to Andrew about a really contest selection. Right. You know, people are having trouble figuring out uh, exactly what to get in. So we're going to do some sample ones. I know you put some information up there that was awesome. I'm going to follow up with some today. So the bottom line is you're not just getting a provider. You're joining a family, a community that's, you know, we have each other's back. And we're just trying to take down all the DFS that we can. So that is it, my friend. Did you have anything to add or do you want me to jump into the Hawks? No, great stuff. Yeah, with, with the Hawks, let me know. Are you also looking at this and projecting it as if Trey will play full minutes? Yes. I'm, I think Trey, based on the information we got this morning, the stuff that we saw on the beat writer, a few players' comments, as you mentioned, Okongu and different ones, I, I mean, this—it's they have to win this game. I mean, it's they're they're down two-one. They have to go back to Milwaukee down three-one. Uh, I just think it's over. So he knows he has to play. But here's here's what I have to ask you, Andrew. After he had that unfortunate ankle twist, his statistics and what he did on the floor was awful. Yep. He, I mean, he. So I do think he has the courage to get out there and do it. And I always say, I mean, the dude weighs like 160 soaking wet. So it's not like he's a big, huge guy that has to pound on his ankle. So I think he gets out there and tries. But the question I have, and I'd love to get your opinion on it before I break this game down. Do you downgrade him because of, let's just say he plays his 40 minutes like he's been playing. Do you still downgrade him because of the possible, you know, ability to not produce like he normally does because that's bothering him i do i mean this guy we've talked about him the thing that sets him apart is his quickness his agility and yeah. beating guys like drew holiday into the paint it's because he has ultra quickness shiftiness and he's crafty right. and so yep. if he's not at 100 percent, it just trickles down um he's going to get less trips into the paint he's going to have less separation Everything's going to be a little bit slower on the step back. So I think he's going to give it a go, play big minutes, but I do downgrade his performance. I'm with you. And, you know, <clears throat> here's the thing that I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that it comes out he's playing with no restrictions because I think I'm going to fade Trey Young today, and I'm going to fade him for the reason that I don't think that – even though he's a smaller guy and can go out there and give it a run, you you hit the nail on the head, man. If he can't beat people off the dribble and shoot that little 
floater in the paint, which is one of the most deadly shots in the game, then that means they're going to come out further and pressure him more on the three. So now he loses that step or half a step to get to the basket for the floater, and his threes become more contested. And if you watch Trey Young, when he's struggling, all of a sudden it drifts into the rest of his game. He starts turning it over. You know, he doesn't play as good defensively. He's just such an emotion guy that I'm just super concerned at that huge price that where he was getting 30-some shots, you know, that goes into 17, 16 shots, and they're more contested. So I'm going to spend my money and try to not have to go down to the guys coming off the bench and go with the Herders, the Collins, the, the, the Capellas, and even the Gallinari's. Now, my second question is, I wanted to reach through the, the uh, screen and smack him in the back of the head is, is our man Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. Three, three for 16 again, two for 10 from three. And guess what? I counted at least five of those where there wasn't anybody within shouting distance of him. So what is going on there? Is it his knee? Well, that's obviously what he's been building back from and trying to overcome. But I like a couple things here with Bogdanovich. Three steals, okay. three steals in one block. Right. That tells me a lot that he's got the confidence to be more aggressive defensively. And the fact that he took 16 shots, yeah, yeah. he only went two for 10 on threes. But he's playable for me tonight because of his price and because I like the trend. And, right. you know, this is the time, if you're going to play him, to to jump on the, okay, he's getting healthier every game. We're seeing that. He's finally getting bigger shots. He's got bigger minutes. You know, 35 minutes instead of, like, 23, 24. Right. So this is the time, if you think he can uh, perform a little bit better, and if there's trouble with Trey, he should have even more opportunities. I You know, I think that's a, a very valid point. And, I, I mean, that's the one guy that I just – the jury's still out for me because yeah. – like I said on the last podcast, I said I, I was afraid to play him because shooters that create their own shot like that and move without the ball so well, they depend on all of that. So if that knee's slowing him down even a half a step, it's going to take all his rhythm away. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, you don't see him. He's too great of a shooter to go three for 16 and two for 10 from three. But you know, so that do you weigh that or do you weigh the fact of exactly what you said? Trey's not going to get as many attempts and they need somebody to score the ball and he's their next guy up as far as shooting the basketball. So, you know, I, I've got to think he improves on his shooting, but I'll tell you, man, he did not look like he had any kind of groove whatsoever. So that's the big decision I have to make. His price did drop. So, He's very playable, but I sort of like these these guys. If Atlanta's going to stick in this game, the three guys I really like are Herder, Collins, and Gallinari because of pricing. Uh, Capella, you know, he's just he hasn't been thrilling in this in this deal. They're getting good minutes from Okongu off the bench, and he's been effective. And it just, I mean, you know, Capella's probably going to get you a double double. I mean, he's been doing that, but. Uh, you know, this last game, eight points, 11 rebounds. I don't know if that's enough in 27 minutes for his salary. So, you know, the strong build with for me with Giannis and Middleton on the side, other side, 
and then mixing it in with these Atlanta guys. And by not playing Trey, you can get your combination of two or three guys of the Herder, Collins, Gallinari, Bogdanovich, basically out of that group. Not interested in Solomon Hill or Lou Williams. Again, by fading, you know, for me, it looks like I'm going to fade Trey Young and Drew Holiday. That's not easy to do. And they could be in the optimal line. It's very easily. But you got to make some decisions because if you try to force those guys in, now you're scratching and digging, you know, for Connington's and Williams and these guys, which, you know, can easily let you down, you know, and their their ceiling is still limited. So that's my theory going in. I just need to get a little more confidence in the bogey call uh, rather than a capella. It's probably between those two for me for a, a definite key spot. Yeah, I think your approach makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think I'm planning to fade Trey Young mostly tonight as well and get more exposure to this Atlanta offense with these wings who are cheaper, either Herter or Bogdanovich. And, you know, I, I think if I could only play one, it would be Herter. Um, he is a little more well-rounded and more involved. He also had three blocks last game, no turnovers. I, I don't, I don't Seven think... assists, no turnovers, yeah. three blocks. And he handled the ball a lot. That was yeah. impressive. I don't think we'll see seven assists, three blocks, and no turnovers again uh, unless Trey goes down and then he'll he'll have a chance to have a high assist total again. He could get the seven assists, but you, you don't count on three blocks or no turnovers, but uh, just shows you he's got that versatility. We've talked about his length defensively, and yeah. he can get a he's couple tall. steals easily. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I like Herder, but he's more expensive than Bogdanovich on both sides. So it's it's a weighing yeah. it out. How uh, that's factor. changed, huh? Yeah, that's crazy. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, remember that day Bogdanovich was like, what was he like, ten thousand oh, on DraftKings and like five thousand on FanDuel? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. He was he was pressing uh, Bradley Beal's price. Right, that was hilarious. Uh, so so there's the the idea there, and then Collins and Capella. Yeah, they both been a little bit underwhelming, but Collins was in foul trouble last game. Remember, he got five fouls. Yeah, he did, and only ended with twenty three minutes. And you he saw sat him. a lot. He sat yeah. a lot in the second half. Got that fourth foul early in the third quarter. So you, you figure, you know, he learns from that and is smarter and stays out of foul trouble, so he can stay in the game. So I think he's got a chance to have more of a John Collins game. Um, and then, yeah, Gallinari, certainly the, the best, safest option off the bench. He got those 36 minutes. Again, remember, he got a few extra because of the Collins foul trouble. So I don't think he'll right. get 36 minutes. But, you know, he's their reliable big scorer off the bench. Has been yeah. a little scoring dependent, but he's cheaper than these other guys. So certainly right. in play for me. And then Okongwu, you know, you know, he's been very efficient, but he just can't get more than about 10 minutes. And he's very, yeah. very cheap. So if you if you want to get one more stud in there, you could add him as a punt play. And you never know. He could get more like 14, 16 minutes the way he's looked. Yeah. Um, and then Lou Williams, you know, he's been pretty low, low volume, low usage here throughout the playoffs. Not like the old days with the Clippers. Again, if something happens to Trey Young, he'll get a nice boost. But uh, not my favorite, not my favorite play in this game. I'm with you. I, and I bet you a lot of people take a, a crack at Lou Williams thinking Trey's going to either, you know, go out of the game or be limited. But I, I don't know that Lou's just going to, okay, he takes over the point like a campaign did for the Clippers. 
I think Herter handles it a lot. Bogdanovich handles it a lot. I mean, all those guys can play point, basically. And even Gallinari plays some point forward at times. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sold on, on the Lou Williams piece either. Yeah, you're, it's a good comparison. He's not campaign at this stage on this yeah. team with those other options. He, I think he would get some more minutes, but right. he wouldn't uh, just t- turn around and smash like Cam Payne has as, as the starter. Exactly. Well, right. excellent, man. Yeah, this good is, stuff. Uh, this is going to be exciting tonight. I mean, we're getting some great games, some unexpected games, and some extended uh, runs here. Now, it'll, it'll be interesting tonight, you know, because we're going to have uh, certainly a, a game five in this series, and now we have a game six in the other series. So this this has been a fun playoffs. You're not seeing those, you know, blowout sweeps and teams winning and unexpectedly it's uh it's been a really fun playoffs it has every night's been different and uh entertaining so um let's hope it continues tonight and we got to enjoy it as much as we can here before we run out of games so uh, yeah hope that uh, helped everybody get started on their builds tonight if you want to jump in with us tonight uh we'll give out our lineups about 20 minutes before tip 8 30 eastern is the tip so um, get in by like six o'clock today if you want to join. So you get the baseball lineups tonight. We'll have two baseball slates tonight and then, and then basketball. So dfscoachtalk.com If you want to sign up, we'll send you an email, uh, to get you into our discord where we give out the lineups and, uh, DFS coach talk on Twitter. If you have any questions on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS coach talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.